brewing beer on a ship, vegan Greek food, and why Tom Brady needs to take a food tour. This week, it's more of Boston. Traveling the world to bring you delicious dishes, tasty beverages, and interesting experiences. This is the Destination Eat Drink Podcast on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. I'm Brent Peterson. This is Destination Eat Drink, the travel podcast and website for foodies at DestinationEatDrink.com. This is where we sample the world's great dishes and drinks. And this week, we're back in Boston with Lizzie and Sam Bell from Off the Beaten Path Food Tours. But before we talk Greek and Brazilian and Peruvian food in Boston, let me tell you that this is the 200th episode of Destination Eat Drink. Yep, every week for almost four years, you get an episode filled with food and drink for free. And every episode of Destination Eat Drink is archived at radiomisfits.com and on your podcast app. I've done shows about Ireland, New Zealand, India, and of course the United States. 200 of them. So if there's a place that you're interested in, odds are I've done a show about it. And if you're new to the podcast, this would be a great way to catch up. Start at radiomisfits.com. My guests this week are Lizzie and Sam Bell from Off the Beaten Path Food Tours in Boston. Lizzie and Sam have tours in all kinds of different neighborhoods in Boston and not the usual suspects. They deliberately don't do a North End food tour. Why? Because it's totally over-touristed. Instead, they hit the most interesting neighborhoods and cool places in Boston, and we talk about a bunch of them this week in part two of our conversation. We have Greek and Peruvian food in Union Square. We try some craft beer, and I invent a brand new sport. Plus, Lizzie and Sam take us on a quick Boston day trip to Burlington, Vermont, for some beer that's worth waiting in line for. Okay, I'm starving, so let's eat. Destination Eat Drink. I'm very interested in the different uh, foods that you get there, the Greek food and the Peruvian food in Union Square. What, what can you tell me about that? Oh, so true. Yeah, Sam and I lived together in Union Square for for like five or six years. Um, and it's Union Square and Davis Square, they're really interesting places. They're in Somerville, which is one of those, I would say, like up and coming, like very kind of like trendy areas, which attract a lot of people in their 20s, 30s. There's a bike path that goes through, which is kind of fun because you can bike 20 miles from – they're connecting it to downtown Boston, too, so it'll be even longer. Anyway, so, yeah, I guess we started – our first tour was in Davis Square. Um, that was on the Red Line, very homey place, a lot of Italian history. And then we moved to um, Union Square, which just got connected to the train, um, and that, that's the one we reopened recently. Um, it's interesting. It's, it's definitely changed – um, I think developers have taken note. And so it's almost like a weird, it's in a weird growing pains <laughs> situation. Okay. So I think a lot of people unfortunately have become, I know it's really sad because a lot of folks have been priced out. Like I would say when I first got to Boston, you know, my friend was living in Union Square. She paid a thousand dollars a month in rent. Now that same place would be going for like 3,500. So oh, it's completely, maybe more, um, completely changed. Uh, there is actually like a large Brazilian population in Union Square. There's, um, there's some really great Mexican food and there's even some spots that you think are Mexican, but they're actually El Salvadorian. Um, so it's, 
you know, just like if, if you know the, um, the difference, then I guess it's more apparent on the menu. Um, and so we, we kind of, we, we've also gone to this place called Machu Picchu. Um, they have, it's one of the first Peruvian restaurants and the owner, Rosie, she told me that she settled on Union Square, you know, in 2003. This is, before it became trendy and there were only like one or two Peruvian people in the area. Cause it's definitely more Brazilian. Um, but it was funny how like they all came out of the woodwork she said, and they just started <laughs> to find her. Um, so she does attract a lot of that culture now, which is really great. She's built like, she almost like single-handedly, she's an architect from, um, you know, from Sao Paulo and, and, um, it, and I don't oh, know. Where is she from? She must be from, um, Peru. Sorry, I guess she moved twice and I got a little confused. But um yeah, she's from Peru and she you know, she came here and she built this business. It's just remarkable. Her sister is the manager, her sister Angela, and they have these amazing ovens where they cook um they cook the chicken um in two different beers, two types of beer, and she now has opened a second place called Machu Chicken, which is dedicated, you know, only to the um, roasted chicken almost more like a fast casual place not as sit down um the other cool thing they have at Machu Picchu is they have the the traditional Peruvian corn and corn snacks so when we go on the tour we try the chicken we try the corn you know we we talk about the oven and we we meet Rosie and her sister um so it's kind of a fun fun place I would say on the trendier side there's a market called bow market um and there's also this place called littleburg that we go and those are yeah more of like a 20 something person who's wanted to start their own you know food business um and got it going like littleburg started out of a garage it's kind of like a hidden gem i would say and this guy graham he was going to be a cello player uh he went to bu and he decided to give it all up for for cooking and he was cooking in these kitchens but he didn't eat meat so he said i'm just gonna start my own vegan place <laughs> nice and here he is he has this like really cool garage um he's got vegan greek food uh and i guess his girlfriend's greek and he he's trying to make it seem like it, it tastes you know like meat like traditional dishes uh so it's been really fun to go there talk to graham um you know we go to Bara and we have the guests try grasshoppers <laughs> you know um not the drink kind of i'm assuming things. yeah <laughs> not everyone i think like 30 percent of the people will try it so you can see like you know you're rubbing elbows for, with places that are larger scale smaller scale bow market has 25 small shops all startups a lot of them are on like really cheap leases um so it just shows that like people are trying to get out there there's a lot of innovation um you know, it's a lot of support from the city to make this stuff happen. And I, I don't know how much people know about it, especially if you're visiting Boston. So we're trying to say, like, come on our tour and we'll take you to where the locals go. We'll take you to where, um, you know, some locals don't even our own our own locals don't even know about these places. <laughs> so, you know, we're trying to show you, um, you know, a good time, whether it's for a birthday or you want to just come for a date um, if you're visiting from out of town, if you have guests in town, if you're looking for something to do, if you're hungry, like we'll feed you. Um, there's a good amount of food, you know, and Union Square is very trendy right now. You know, like I always say, whenever you visit a new city, first thing to do, go on the food tour. You won't regret it. It should be the first thing, not the last thing. But uh, one thing I wanted to, I, I didn't know there was a big uh, Brazilian community in Union Square. 
Um, living in Portugal, of course, in our town, there's a, there's a large Brazilian community. And I would, I would just say this, search out whatever town you're in, search out the Brazilian community because you will find a party. It doesn't matter what day of the week it is. There is always a party going on when you've got Brazilians around. Those are the most fun bars and uh, restaurants to go to um, for me in, in our little town in, in Portugal here is uh, the ones where all the Brazilians are hanging out because it's always fun. Oh, I bet. Oh, yeah. I mean, late night, like there's even like late night Brazilian like um, kind of meeting halls and stuff that I don't even know where they are. Right. And I'm probably not invited, but I just know that um, people have a good time <laughs> in Union Square. Um, it's a lot of fun. Now, uh, I grew up in uh, the Chicago area, and I, I have this theory about towns in the, in the U.S. that you can divide them into one of two categories. There are beer towns and there are wine towns. And to my mind, Chicago and Boston are both beer towns. Um, so my question to you, Lizzie and Sam, is tell me a little bit about the craft beer scene because, I mean, we know about Sam Adams um, Sam Adams beer in Boston, but what else can you tell me about the beer scene in Boston? Oh, so true. I know. Sam Adams is the original craft brew. Um, we def- Sam and I have definitely gone to the factory. There's Harpoon. Um, so I guess, um, yeah, we, do, we talked a little bit about craft beer on the tour. Um, you know, the early brewing was centered around the, the maritime trade as well. So I think, you know, a lot of the, the ships were the places where people were both importing beer and um, the ship captains were actually opening the taverns because they were brewing on the ships, which is kind of funny. <laughs> oh, and, you know, um, it was kind of funny. So now that's crept into, you know, we're like, we're very conservative town. Um, but in like the mid 18th century, I think local brews started to become, you know, more popular and, um, you know, we exempted breweries from taxes. So um, it became more popular to drink, um, but anyway, so I would say, let's see, like Remnant Brewery, they're on our Union Square tour. That's a really good tavern. Um, they make their own beer. Um, other places Sam and I love, there's a place called in Somerville called Aeronaut Brewery. And one of our favorite places inside the brewery is this place called Somerville Chocolate, actually. Um, and of course, I have to mention the chocolate place because yeah. you know, <laughs> they've, they've been known to do um, chocolate bars that use like beer hops <laughs> oh, cool. kind of interesting um what else there's um i would say like winter hill brewing company lamplighter um lamplighter is kind of cool because they're in cambridge they have a lot of these like grilled cheese pop-ups and they'll come in to the brew room and they'll do some delicious food um cambridge brewing company is an older older place at this point they have an amazing cider festival. If anyone wants to come, they have like bourbon barrel cider and stuff like that we've had in October. Um, I think you go and you can try like 50 different ciders. Wow. It's, people wait in line for this event. Um, and actually, sometimes we taste the CBC Brewing beer at Grendel's Den. Grendel's Den is like your quintessential pub, um, kind of like invented happy hour here. <laughs> and they're um, in Harvard Square. And they serve a really good CBC Amber um, or IPA. They... um they're one of the first to serve CBC in Boston. Um, and I was just making a list. I was saying to Sam, some other places we like are um, Far From the Tree Cider in Salem, Idle Hands, Trillium, Night Shift Brewing, Jack's Abbey, which is out in Framingham. Like, so it's kind of crazy to me, like, how much, um, how much different types of flavors and 
kind of like global exposures that these beers are getting because you know like for example I, I worked in Vermont um, in Burlington and I had the best cider you know citizen cider I, I have all this different beer and I'd come back to Boston and think we don't have this and now like 10 years later right right you know we're exploding and I think um, it's not that, you know, it's certainly not like a Belgium where you could get some really delicious sure, beer. Sure. But like, I think it's, um, we've, we're pretty notable. And I think, I think that people come here, you can go on like a beer tour or you can just go to the breweries and tour around. People are very in, interested in, um, sharing, you know, what they know. Um, it's really fun. So yeah, I mean, in some of our tours we, we have, we sample some beer, like for example, at in the Central Square tour. We sample some beer um, on the Union Square tour. You can try Remnant. Um, in Harvard Square, you can try some beer at Grendel's. But it's, um, you know, it's just fun to go to a brewery. It's like an occasion of itself. I think that that as, as Puritan as we are here in Boston, <laughs> and like honestly, the, the, the train closes at midnight. You know, you really, it's not like a late night city, but we do like to kick back some brews. I mean, there's actually, I was just reading yesterday, there's a place in South Boston, which is also a trendy area. They have a pickleball um, brewery. So you go there and you have, you play, I know, I can't even believe this. It's a massive, like, shipping container. You play pickleball and you have beer. I'm like, what's better than that? You know, that's so much fun. I can't, you know. So there's a lot of cool stuff happening here that, like. I want to invent a new game. You know, beer pong. I'm going to invent pickleball pong, uh, pong or pi- pickleball beer pong. Um, and you put the cup on the court. <laughs> if you get the if you get the ball in there, then you gotta drink the. <laughs> you mentioned uh, you lived in Burlington. Oh, so fun! Well, yeah, wouldn't wouldn't it be fun? I think it would be fun. Uh, you'd have to clean off that ball, but uh, uh, who knows? Um, you mentioned that you lived in uh, Burlington, Lizzie, and and that's another great beer town. Um, you probably haven't been there in a while. I don't know. Maybe you have, but uh, just real quickly, uh, what are some of the places we should go in Burlington? Because uh, that's a great place to go and, um, you know, have a trip if you're up in New England. Oh, yeah. So you can't go wrong. Um, yeah, I guess, let's see. I think for the name of that place that we love, the Mediterranean place. Oh, there's a place called Honey Road um, that's delicious. It's one of our favorite places. They have these, like, garlic knots. Because Sam and I ordered like three and four and five. <laughs> They're like top places, remember? To the point where they couldn't make them anymore. They're like, stop. Um, and we were just eating them. <laughs> remember? And then, um, yeah, they, I mean, the food in, in Burlington is incredible. I think it's really, that's a great trip. That's a three hour drive um, from Boston. It's not far. Um, another good place, I would say. Yeah, so I would definitely try Citizen Cider. Um, I can't remember. It's like a sun, something sunshine beer. I can't remember, but that was like one where my coworkers would would like know when it was being produced and run to the store on Tuesday morning, <laughs> come back with the beer in, in their car. Um, I mean, we've had really good. Um, there's a place called Farmhouse Grill um, right down in the, in the center of like Church Street. Um, anywhere along Church Street, there's some great places like. Uh, you know, there's, a, of course, the Ben and Jerry's. You definitely go to the um, Ben and Jerry's factory. I know that stuff sounds cheesy, but it's actually kind of cool. There's a cabbage cheese factory, which is really fun up near Stowe. Um, the great bagels. I don't know if anyone likes Montreal bagels. So oh, I love in them. Boston, we're not known for our bagels. No way. Um, New York, yes. I mean, Sam, Sam went to college in New York. Like, he's more of that style. But, yeah, the Montreal bagels are kind of made with um, – I guess less salt and they're made with 
often like maple syrup um, or honey. And so if you go to Myers Bagels in Burlington, it's a Montreal bagel. So it's, it's different. It's like got a really big hole. <laughs> How do I describe them? They're kind of dense, um, but they're so tasty. It's, it's just like if you can't have a lot of sodium, if you're like trying to restrict your sodium, a Montreal bagel might be for you because <laughs> it's like, you know, it's definitely more like subtle tasting, um, but it, it's delicious. And, and then um, they have all kinds of cream cheeses. And if you can make it, so like an hour north is is Montreal. If you can make it, you could drive north, um, you know, I forget the name of St. Viator or whatever, um, some to some of the best places in, in the world for bagels. But um, I think Burlington does a good job. Yeah, I mean, so Sam and I travel, like, we'll go to Burlington, we'll go to Cape Cod, we'll go to Maine, New Hampshire. If you live in Boston and you want to make, you know, a bigger trip of it, as you know, like, you can go to Rhode Island, has so many places. Newport's its own thing, like, Providence. Um, you can spend a weekend on all these places with Boston as your home base. Um, so, I mean, I guess that's the whole point of our company is to try to get people to, to skip the North End, <laughs> you know, or go to the North End once and... And have your Italian food, but then go off the beaten path. Why not? Why not check out some of these other places? Because uh, you might find some really good food, like nice people, good scenery. Lizzie and Sam, you guys are so busy with your off the beaten path food tours. But when it sounds like you go to a lot of places, <laughs> you you mentioned all of these places. My my brain is just on overload right now trying to think of all of them. But when you guys have a night off. Where's a where's a place that you guys like to go? Where's a where's your like go to local place for you and Sam on date night? That was so true. And we were laughing. We we have twin toddlers, and so we're like, ha ha. We go. We do takeout food. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> we do takeout food. We don't want. We're too cheap to you know pay for babysitter. But um, yeah. I mean, places we love. We definitely go to the places on the tour. So I guess that's like the number one thing. Not every place that we love is on the tours because operationally maybe they couldn't handle it. Um, but we certainly places we go to like Saloniki. In Harvard Square, we love Yale, like I was mentioning, in Central Square, um, Cafe Beirut, and Jamaica Plain, Evu, and Mamala's, and Kendall, uh, Littleburg, we order, like, delivery, Machu Picchu. So all those places I mentioned, like, those are places that we, we grew up going to and, and loving. Um, we're also a fan of, like, the local Greek spot, you know. Like, honestly, I love a good Greek salad. <laughs> so yeah, just yeah. getting that kind of thing. And, um, right, you know, it's almost like, for us, sometimes for me, like, you know, the food trumps the atmosphere. It's better if there's both. Um, another thing we like is bubble tea. Like, Sam and I will go for bubble tea. There's some cool ones here. Um, there's a place called Bubble Nation near us, and they do, like, a sparkling bubble tea. There's a place called Onezo, right, in Cambridge, and they do, like, a real fruit tea with the with the lychee jelly and that kind of thing. That's been a lot of fun. Um, what else do we do, Sam? Italian, you love Italian food. I mean, some of the best Italian food is totally hidden in the suburbs. There's um, a place we like called Lucia's in, in Woburn. It's kind of a random spot, but it's like, oh, that's romantic. It's nice. It's always reliably good food. Um, you don't feel sick after, <laughs> you know. Um, what are you saying? Do you think? Yeah. I mean, we love to eat. Like, we go out to eat. It's kind of pathetic because we have the little kids. We eat out and get takeout. Probably like five days a week. <laughs> so, you know, at this point, I'm just like trying all different kinds of places and trying to support because, you know, with COVID, it's been hard. Some of the restaurants have been experiencing staffing issues, other challenges sourcing food. So 
we want to make sure the places we love, you know, are being supported and um, that they stay around. Um, you know, there's fancier things too. I guess like something here in Boston, we have afternoon tea. We also have these like vegetarian tasting menus, which are kind of interesting. Uh, I recommend checking that kind of stuff out. If you love sushi, the place called Oh Yeah, they have a really, really good, um, maybe $300 a head, you know, sushi dinner. Um, so I would say if you want a special occasion, we have that too. Um, but I wouldn't overlook just like your traditional kind of like corner shop. A lot of these places have some good stuff and you know, we put a lot on our blog. So we showcase things that actually taste good and um, you might want to check out. And I'll definitely put links to all the places that you talked about and your blog in the show notes. Um, so when people are going to Boston, they'll be able to take a look at that and have the list of these places that you guys recommend and go on uh, the food tour. Before I let you go, Lizzie and Sam, um, I'm just wondering, I, when I talk to people around the world doing this, I'm always uh, interested in knowing if they've ever had a famous person or a celebrity go on one of their tours. Have you ever been surprised or have you ever had someone uh, famous on one of your tours? Yeah, I have to tell you my guilty pleasure is reality TV. Okay. I don't know. It's so I can't deny it. Like at this point, it's, it's really, I can't deny it, right, Sam? We go watch The Bachelorette. I'll watch, you know, these dating 90 Day Fiance, whatever I'll watch. Um, we had this, this person named Jazz Jennings from the show I Am Jazz, and they took our Harvard Square chocolate tour, and I was like, huh, who is that? That person looks so familiar, and it looked like they actually are going to Harvard. So I'm like, wow, that's so random. Like, here's this person, because in Boston, you don't see a lot of folks like that. Like, more often than not, I'd, I'd see, like, the city councilor, and I'd be, I'd be, like, locally celebrity shocked, like, wow, you're here. <laughs> but I don't think that person is as, you know, interesting. <laughs> I'm like, wow, it's hard to recognize people here. You know, like we definitely, definitely have, like, if you want to be a celebrity and you want to come to Boston, many people won't notice you because it's not like the culture here. Um, or they'll be too shy to say anything. So, like, it's definitely, a, if you're a famous person out there and you come on our tour, probably no one will know. <laughs> so, but um, it's always fun for us to, to find some people that are, that are celebrities. Um, I'm sure more people have come that we just never even... New. So, so you hear that big poppy and Tom Brady? You won't get recognized if you go on the uh, if you go on the food tour with Lizzie and Sam. <laughs> Everything will be all right. Go on the off the beaten <laughs> path food tour in Boston, and you won't be yeah, mobbed by people. Especially Tom Brady. We love we love you. <laughs> I know. See if we can lure him back to Boston somehow. Um, well, Lizzie and Sam, it's just been great talking to you about a place that was so close to my old stomping grounds for so many years and a place I used to love to go visit, which is Boston. Thanks for being on Destination Eat Drink. And it was great talking to you. Best of luck with Off the Beaten Path food tours. Oh, thank you, Brent. And if you're ever in Boston or want, you know, want to send some friends our way, just ping us. We'd love to meet you all. Okay. There you go. Next time I'm back visiting Rhode Island, I'm definitely making the trip to Boston for Lizzie and Sam's Off the Beaten Path food tour. I've got links to their website and blog, along with all those cool places they mentioned in the show notes at radiomisfits.com slash DED200. And remember, if you like the show, rate and review us on your podcast app. It helps other people find the show and enjoy it just like you. Next week, we'll be exploring some of the world's great street food. Until then, get over to DestinationEatDrink.com. 
There, I've got good foodie travel guides to dozens of locations around the world. And I just posted a story about why you should not believe online reviews about restaurants. I know, I know, we rely on Yelp and TripAdvisor and the like, but I've laid out the reasons why it's not a good idea. Get that at DestinationEatDrink.com slash blog. Destination Eat Drink is distributed by the Radio Misfits Podcast Network and Pickleball Beer Pong World Champion Ed Silla. Thanks, Ed. I'm Brent Peterson. I'll see you down the road. Join us next week for another culinary adventure on Destination Eat Drink, a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. 